I knew that I'd, uh, I knew I'd sneak in on you before you, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, before we uh, get underway, I'll warn you tonight is one of our monthly New York-type nights that we have here on the station, so give you a little warning out there. If you have no interest in New York, you are being warned fair. Of course, it's very hard to assume that anybody doesn't have interest. Uh, New York is one kind of city, it's like sex. Uh, you mention New York anywhere, and you're, you know, it's controversial. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't suppose there's a city in the world today uh, that is more uh, universally, I mean, anywhere in the world you go, that is more universally subjected to genuinely, deeply held opinions. I mean, you can't get yourself angry now, right now, at this point, over, let's say, Marseille, can you? Can you imagine yourself getting into a raging fistfight in a bar as to whether or not Brussels is fit for human beings to live in? I mean, between two guys that never been to Brussels. Now, that, that's the point I'm getting at. <laughs> and yet, New York is a, is a town that does that. So if you're not interested in New York, fine. If you are, well, this is uh, one of our New York nights. And uh, this is West Side Night. Now, uh... That's apart from uh, Garment District Night, which apparently is another night they're going to have, which Garment District, incidentally, is on West Side, if you're not uh, uh, acquainted with the uh, geography of New York. And tonight, it's uh, New York Night, West Side Night. And by the way, personal note, before I go any further, because there have been a lot of people writing about it and calling, we had a fantastic night and afternoon uh, last week in the Plainfield, in the bookstore, signing books. <laughs> what a wild night, a wild day. It's a curious thing that goes on over there. And uh, we've been uh, signing books all over the country. If you're curious what book I'm talking about, I have a new one out called The Ferrari in the Bedroom. And uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. But among other things, incidentally, there's a couple of short stories in that book that deal specifically with West Side New York life uh, as I live it. You know the thing. Yes, that's right. I'm not kidding. Uh, and as I as I as I felt for many many uh, times when I thought about uh, life in New York, uh, it is probably more uh, in New York. Uh, lives are much more subjective than they are in other parts of the country. In other words, if you live in Indianapolis, or just take any city uh, in general, if you live in Atlanta. Uh, life is fairly homogenous, really. There are differences, of course, between different social groups and so on, but the towns don't have the fantastic multiplicity of a city like New York. So you can live in a block in New York, and one, maybe three blocks away, maybe even one block away, life is diametrically different. It's opposed. It's a different life a block away. And so it's it's impossible to make any... Uh, any uh, statements of fact, really, about New York, other than perhaps even geographical, and even those are, are subjected to arguments. You find a lot of people will argue as to where Chelsea actually begins. Uh, <laughs> that's right. You'll hear arguments in New York as to where the village begins. You'll hear people arguing, is the East Village uh, the village? Is it really the village? And uh, there are those who say no. There are those who say yes, depending on whether they're in the real estate business or not. If they're in the real estate business, they say yes, because that's a great, uh, it sounds kind of elegant, the East Village. Uh, if you're not in the real estate business, it's the Lower East Side. So the arguments go on. Now, for the benefit of those of you who don't know much about New York geographically, and I'm always amazed at the number who don't, and I, I ha even people who live in the city, 
don't travel much in it. A lot of them don't. And due to the rather protean uh, kind of existence that I live, uh, I've uh, come to know large areas of the city intimately because I've lived in them. Uh, and, and I've lived all the way from 57th Street over in the Sutton Place area all the way down to 7th Street off 2nd Avenue. Uh, by the way, that brings up a point because a couple of people wrote to me from Maine of all places and they were confused by the streets and the avenues. Now, we take it for granted when somebody says 7th Street, he's not talking about 7th Avenue. But in many parts of the country, those terms are interchangeable. They don't make a big difference between the word avenue or street or road. Uh, here in New York, uh, avenues run north and south. That is, they run the length and the up and down the island, the length. And the island lies roughly north and south, rough, very rough. Uh, but it, nevertheless, the... the uh, the island is, is a long island. It's almost like, a, if you can imagine, a long, skinny, pickle-shaped island. That's really the way the island is, is shaped. And uh, the, the uh, great broad avenues, that's kind of a joke, calling uh, some of them broad, but uh, these great avenues that run down right the, the whole length of the island are called avenues. The ones that run across town are streets. They're the ones that go directly across. And uh, if you're if you're really hip to it, you can tell almost exactly where an address is, uh, or where where it is. If somebody says 240X uh, uh, East Seventh uh, Street, he can tell you exactly at what avenue it is, and so forth. Now, that's the basic uh, thing you have to know about. Uh, the the main I, uh, the main artery that runs all the way up New York, that runs from one end to the other, is Broadway. Broadway begins way down in the Wall Street area, which is down at the very southern tip of New York City, or at least Manhattan, I shouldn't say. Because here in town, you know, I heard a guy the other day from Queens say, who are you riding along? He's a cab driver. He says, you know, he says, every time he says, here I am, he says, I'm living in Queens. And he says, uh, every couple of weeks when I come in, uh, you know, he comes in to go to a show. He says, he, he says he's coming into the city. He says, isn't it funny that here I am living in Queens, there's probably, you know, two and maybe three million people living in Queens, and he says he talks about coming into the city. <laughs> I says, yeah, that implies that Queens is somehow out in the bucolic countryside. Uh, but that's the way it is in this, this crazy town, that people like to refer to New York as the city, that is Manhattan as the city. Uh, the other places always say, well, I'm going into the city, meaning, of course, Manhattan. Now, way at the southern end of Manhattan is what is called, uh, well, it's the Battery, really, right down there sticking out into the bay, and that's down in the, the area where all the financial district is, uh, right just north of the Battery is Wall Street, and so on. And Broadway, Broad is way down there. Number one, Broad is right down there in the Battery area, and it goes straight up and begins to slowly veer off to the west side. Yeah, and it, it may, if you were driving up Broadway from the Battery, uh, you'd see that the the uh, it takes a slow left movement until finally it's it it hits in the in the general region of of uh, Times Square, which is in the 40s. Uh, Broadway is the Central Avenue, of course, of Times Square, and this is where all the, the theater district and so on. Broadway then moves really left and continues to go on the left side of Central Park, which is really the dividing line in the uptown area of the east and the west. 
Uh, Central Park runs from 59th Street all the way on up to 107th, 110th, roughly in that area. And it's a big, big park. Uh, by the way, I'll ask a question tonight in case you're curious. The Times recently has been doing a lot of stuff on that. And uh, nobody's talked much about Central Park and, uh, and all this discussion of New York. And Central Park is, to me, one of the central facts of New York. Uh, it's, a, it's a great park. It has to rate, rate, really, with the great parks of the world. And there are certain parks in the world that are, you know, are great parks. And Central Park is one of them. There's Lincoln Park in Chicago, which is a great park. Uh, there's the Great Park of Berlin, uh, which is a fantastic park. Uh, and and uh, Central Park is one of the great parks. Now, it was designed, it's kind of a surprise to most people. I'll ask you, see if you're up on this. The Times, in fact, last week had a piece on that. One man designed Central Park. Who was it? What was his name? What was his name? He He, he designed it. He was a great... Uh, park designer, and he, he even could see the day when it would be surrounded by huge cities, uh, huge concrete buildings. Now, that was pretty, pretty fantastic view uh, for the time that the park was designed. And one of the great things that I think that New York has can be really proud of is the fact that over the, the decades, uh, the, the really many, many years have passed, and New York's Central Park remains basically what it was, and it's a beautiful park. I, I, it's just a beautifully designed park. And today I had a, a kind of a funny feeling. I was uh, on a building at Fifth Avenue, uh, the GM building at Fifth Avenue, 59th Street there, uh, and, and I was high up. I was way up on about the 30th or 40th floor, and that building stands alone. There are no big buildings right around it, so it was like almost being up in a free balloon. And uh, looking down on Central Park, there was a mist hanging over it. You could see the west side over there just sort of hanging low and gray in this mist. And down below me was this great, uh, was this great sweep of Central Park just rolling on. And directly below, yes, that's right, and directly below me was the was the ice skating rink, and it looked almost like a Grandma Moses picture. It was really eerie that uh, <laughs> that from that height, New York has such a great bucolic uh, feel to it. By the way, to prevent any more calling, thousands of people are calling. Frederick Olmsted designed Central Park. Frederick Olmsted, yeah, and uh, he he laid it out. You know, another great park, by the way, is in Philadelphia. Uh, do you know the name of that park? This park was also, uh, even the, during the days of Benjamin Franklin, was projected. And it's a great park. What is the name of the park in Philadelphia? Well, anyway, getting back to the west side. Uh, by the way, this is New York, W-O-R, of course. And before we go any further, how about uh, laying one of those... Uh, oh, I know I know what you've been waiting for. You've been waiting for a general tire. Everybody's excited about the, hearing another one. Would you hit him with another one of those beauties? And now, here's a safe driving tip from General Tire. When driving, have a firm grasp on the steering wheel. Well, that's basic. I mean, uh, you can't get any more basic. And also, we'd like to suggest that you lay in a stock of General Four Ply Nylon Cord Tires. Uh, they're long mileage Duragen Tread Rubber. Duragen Tread. Priced low at only two for twenty nine ninety for size six fifty thirteen, which fits the Whippet, the Cord, 
and the Alice Chalmers. Uh, you can check up uh, on these fantastic tires at your local General Tire headquarters. It's listed in the General Tire section of the yellow pages. You just look them up there. Oh, the Alice Chalmers is great. It had a two-cylinder opposed engine. General Tire, the same tire, Very good. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, uh, one more note, too, before we go any further. Uh, for those of you who will probably be listening tomorrow, uh, there's going to be complete coverage of the Apollo 17 shoot, which is America's last moon shot. And, uh, gee, I'm sorry. I'd love to have seen that, you know. The last one. Probably, they say it's probably going to be the last uh, actual live walking around men on the moon till the 21st century, quite probably. And it's going to be on tomorrow night. I don't know when it's going to start, but uh, it doesn't say. But uh, you just tune in <laughs> to the color continuity department. The basic facts are never there. But uh, we're going to cover it. Jack Allen's down there. And uh, from liftoff to recovery, live on WOR radio, of course, as opposed to, you know, all those other secondary mediums. And uh, we have another little thing here. Speaking of the West Side, one of the great uh, legends of the West Side, if I can tie it in with this, is uh, the House of Chan. And they are on the West Side. They're on uh, 7th Avenue and 52nd Street. He's been there for 35 years, so he is a legend. Food is great. And it's a it's an elegant, elegant Chinese restaurant. It's outstanding even among gourmet restaurants. They have 22 chefs working there all the time. By the way, that's true. I was in their kitchen. Nothing is done in that kitchen until you order it. And each guy has his own specialty. So if you walk in there and... Uh, and uh, you want a sweet and sour uh, big boy burger, you know, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody turns, you know, the head chef who's in the middle of all this, he's like the control tower. He gets the order, see, sweet and sour big burger, uh, you know, big boy burger with ketchup. See, and he goes, he turns, he looks at the order, he goes, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, ketchup. And with that, the guy who's in charge of the that department immediately leaps to his walk. And, uh, you know, there's at the walk, don't you? It's the thing that they cook in. See, he immediately leaps to his walk. It's derived from, I would like to take a walk around the block. Uh, yeah, I'd love to walk in the rain. But that, nevertheless, he takes his walk, and immediately he whips up this fantastic dish, and almost instantly it is on your, it is on your table, and you go to work at it on it with your chopsticks. That's the House of Chan, 7th Avenue and 52nd Street, one of the great ideas of Eastern Man. Now, let us return to the world and the land of, uh, of uh, the West Side. Now, let's get back to what constitutes the West Side. That as, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> as this Broadway is not the dividing line, however, between the West Side and the East Side. The dividing line is Fifth Avenue. Uh, so when anyone says to you, what is the, you know, the West Side or the East Side, unless he doesn't even know what he's talking about, and that happens quite a bit, that uh, anything east of Fifth Avenue, which cuts right up the center of, of Manhattan and skirts the park, in fact, provides the eastern boundary to Central Park, anything east of Fifth Avenue is the east side, officially, uh, according to the postal zones and everything else. Anything west of the Fifth Avenue dividing line is obviously the west side but there is a kind of a dichotomy there it's very difficult to know because uh, uh, <laughs> that area between say fifth avenue 
and uh, let's say for argument's sake, Broadway on 59th Street, Central Park South there, is, is philosophically east side country. Oh, yes, that's philosophically east side. In fact, it's the ultimate philosophically east side. It would insult a lot of those people to be told they live on the west side. And, and, and people here in New York have distinct tastes where they want to live. Uh, people who can move around have distinct tastes. Some people would never think of moving out of the east side because it has certain social connotations in New York. Although they're not as strong as they used to be, uh, moving out, it used to be years ago, the great ambition of families who lived over on Central Park West to make it across the park. Uh, you know, this is the Marjorie Morning Star world. Uh, but uh, it was always a great dream to wake up one morning and you're living on the east side. It would be like suddenly being transported to Oz. But uh, those ideas are kind of slipping out because there's a great deal of, uh, I find, a great deal of life and tremendous flavor on the west side that you don't find on the east side. It's a different kind of thing. So, uh, to, to go back uh, historically, if, uh, if I may, as you, as you come up, uh, as you come up uh, uh, Fifth Avenue, Fifth Avenue, of course, is the dividing line. Uh, the avenues run all the way over, to give, give me an idea of the number of avenues, you go all the way over to First Avenue, which is right on the river, on the uh, east side, naturally. They go first, second, third, fourth, fifth, uh, Fourth Avenue is a kind of truncated avenue and becomes at one point Park Avenue, in case you're curious. <laughs> and uh, and then as you go further west, you finally reach uh, uh, Sixth Avenue, which stops at the park. It, do, it, it does not go any further than the park. Then Seventh Avenue, which also likewise stops at the park. Then you, you hit Broadway as you go further west, then 8th Avenue, 9th Avenue, 10th Avenue, 11th Avenue, and scattered in between are little places like uh, West End, Amsterdam, various shorter streets that run north and south. Now, uh, there, are, there are main streets that cut through, uh, streets, not avenues, but streets, that, enters, that, that cut, directly dissect New York City. Uh, and they, are, they, they, really, they really are almost like international borders. They, if, if you go to Europe, you know, it's a funny feeling. You cross what, a border that doesn't appear to be anything more than just a little fence, uh, say, between Austria and Bavaria. The minute you cross that border, it's a whole different ballgame. Even the houses look different. It's eerie. Well, that's really, in a sense, what happens in New York, that anything south of 14th Street, for example, is quite different from what is north of 14th Street, even across the street, it changes. 14th Street is one of the great dividing lines. And by the way, uh, in the earlier days of New York, uh, down around the days of the 1870s and 80s, uh, the Diamond Jim Brady days, 14th Street was a very elegant street. Uh, there were many great theaters on 14th Street and elegant uh, uh, townhouses and one thing and another. This was a very elegant neighborhood. And then as you went further on up, as you went further up, uh, you hit a, a really an elegant area. In fact, it was it was named after the English area of the same name, Chelsea. Uh, that's up around 23rd Street and that whole area, the Chelsea area. And by the way, now, it's a great area there. It's a very interesting area. As you come up 8th Avenue or 7th Avenue, the area in the 20s, the low 20s in that area, is, is, a, is a Greek area. There are a lot, large numbers of Greek... Uh, Turkish type and Greek restaurants in that area. 14th Street, as you go further down, 
is says Spanish. And I don't mean Puerto Rican. I mean Spanish, Spanish. Down around 8th Avenue and 14th Street, there are many great uh, Spanish restaurants. Now, these are Spain Spanish. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and as you go further on up, uh, you hit... Uh, now, here's a question. How many of you know where Clinton is? That's a good question. Where is Clinton? Do you know where Clinton is, Herb? Have you heard the name Clinton? Okay. A lot of people have never heard this name, but Clinton is what... It's the, it's the real name of what the, of the area uh, down around uh, anywhere from, a, from the high 20s, 30s, really, the early 30s, up to about 50th Street, and from about 7th Avenue West. It's what used to be called Hell's Kitchen. That term uh, isn't used much anymore, but uh, is uh, is a term that used to be. By the way, good question about that area. That area, back in the early days, Clinton used to be a farm area, back around 1810, 1820, 1830. And uh, it changed uh, around the Civil War and became a great area for docks. Not only docks, but also railroad area. That was a tremendous railroad uh, during the Civil Wars, where... A lot of the rail work was done in that area. And, of course, it changed then. It uh, no longer was a farm area and became a transportation center, which it still is. Uh, this is where all the great warehouses are, and you, you see thousands of trucks leaving that area every morning and coming in there. And that's the Clinton area. Now, that also was known as the Tenderloin. And this was one of the toughest sections of New York in the, back in the 1800s. And, as a matter of fact, was one of the toughest sections in the world. <laughs> that, that that area was unbelievable. Uh, there were two famous gangs, incidentally. Now, I don't know where I know all this stuff, but uh, as you'll notice, I'm not working with notes. So uh, there were two famous gangs. I'll give you a, a question. What were the two famous gangs that made Hell's Kitchen uh, known as Hell's Kitchen? No, they had a, a strange name. What were they called? Come on. Does anybody know anything about the New York area? Well, I'll give you a clue. One of the gangs, one of the gangs' name, curious, one of the gangs' name, they were both named after animals. One of the gangs was named the Dead Rabbits. <laughs> and there was a reason for that. <laughs> and the, the other gang was known as the Gophers. Now, that has a kind of nice bucolic sound, kind of a friendly sound. You know, the gophers are playing the rabbits today, right? Well, this, this, was, a, this was a real tough scene down there. And uh, that was the, the whole Hell's Kitchen area. And, you know, curiously enough, uh, back in, in, the, in the early 50s, up through the mid-50s, there was a, a, a nuttiness that I thought, I personally thought, was extant in America. It was a... In fact, it goes back probably to the early 40s. It was a, a curious romantic attitude towards that whole area of New York where they romanticized it. One of the most flagrant examples of that is Lenny Bernstein's West Side Story, which romanticized uh, the West Side so completely out of... Uh, uh, you couldn't, if you'd ever been on the West Side, you, obviously Mr. Bernstein was never on the West Side. I mean, <laughs> it was almost unrecognizable. It was unbelievably romantic. And, and I'm sure that a lot of people really think that the New York West Side is like that. 
you know, colorful gangs and colorful guys leaping over fences and all. It's all choreographed down there in the old schoolyard. And, and it was kind of a uh, kind of an interesting thing. No one could get away with writing a thing like that today, but it, it's a nice period piece. Uh, the, also, again, Bernstein, uh, another romantic attitude towards the West Side, was Wonderful Town, which was pretty much set in Times Square area. But uh, nevertheless, as you go on up, for those of you who don't know that little bit of information, uh, Times Square is in the is really in the West Side. That's that's part of the West Side. And uh, as you go on up, then you get into that whole area of Central Park West, uh, the Museum of Natural History. No, that's not a, yeah, oh, yeah, that's up in that area. Yeah, all the way up around 80th or something like that. And uh, as you go on up there, you get these these great buildings that uh, that were built. Uh, back around the turn of the century, fantastic apartment houses. Wow. Uh, some of those apartment houses along Central Park West have to be seen to be believed. Uh, the Dakota, for example, Des Artistes, all these, these, uh, no one could conceivably build anything like that today. Uh, and they're up in the 70s, uh, along the park there. And I knew one guy, for example, that had had this fantastic old apartment. Uh, apartment. It was up on around the tenth or the twelfth floor, way up, pretty high up, anyway. And and it had ceilings that were almost as high as as the as well, actually, as the average two-story house. And this was just a ceiling in the building. It's tremendous. He had fireplaces all over the place, and he lived alone with about fifteen monkeys. And uh, you remember that. Yeah, he had these monkeys, and every every morning, yeah, every morning. Oh, there's a lot of uh, very interesting eccentrics live in uh, the West Side area. You don't find many of them on the East Side. Uh, that's too elegant for the eccentric. But on the West Side, you will find the eccentric is rampant. And uh, he he lived he lived in this gigantic ten room apartment, and it had these big windows overlooking Central Park. And so every morning, all the monkeys would start yelling and hollering. You know, monkeys are very tough that way. They would, you know. They, they, uh, they had the banana syndrome, give me something to eat syndrome, and yelling and hollering. And he would, he would, he would let them all out of the cages, and and all of them. He and his five monkeys, four parrots, seventeen gophers, would all go and and stand on the the balcony, a little balcony, these little stone things. It was an old building, a stone balcony, on a little narrow foot and a half balcony. He'd go out on the balcony, see, and he'd stretch and do his exercises out there, wearing his jockey shorts with his monkeys. <laughs> now, you, you won't find this very often, I'll guarantee you, on the east side. Now, I, I think, unfortunately, too, uh, when, uh, I, I'll let all the people here at the station do all the stuff about the problems of the different areas, because we're so damn problem-oriented today that, that very few of us ever just sit around and enjoy uh, the life that is, is to be is to be enjoyed. And you know, when you go up Broadway, I used to live up there briefly for a while. I lived up in the 80s. And as you go up Broadway, one of the fascinating things you see up there are old theaters, movie houses. On Broadway, up in the 70s and 80s. By the way, that's a fantastic area up there. Boy, there's more action going on up there at any given hour of the night and day. It never stops. It's a human compost heap. It's wild. And as you get as you get further up there, you see all these old theaters with great big... Uh, Marquees all lit up, you see. In any, any other town, it would say, uh, Rock Hudson, uh, last three nights, uh, rated R, you know, and so forth. But uh, up there, they have these old marquees, and there it says, uh, squash, 29 cents a pound. 
uh, apples, <laughs> 58 cents a pound, you know, butter, a special, uh, 79 cents a quarter pounds and so on. And uh, what they've done is they've taken these old movie houses up there and turned them into, uh, into stores, uh, uh, food stores, and they use the marquee to advertise what's ever, you know, going big this week. So uh, that, that neighborhood is great. That's, by the way, a very polyglot neighborhood uh, up there. You'll find it, people living, uh, practically every known nationality lives in that specific area, uh, including even such esoterica, that's such a people of such esoteric background that a friend of mine lived up on 81st Street just off Broadway, and one of those gigantic apartment houses that are in there. And uh, the guy in the next apartment, nobody really knows anybody up there, you know, really, because it's a big city and it's a, it's a, it's a moiling uh, all-night scene up there. Great delicatessens in that area, too, incidentally. So he, he, he kept seeing this guy look kind of peculiar. So one, the guy in the next apartment, so one day he's in the elevator with this guy, and he's all dressed up. And uh, they got talking, and, and my friend says to him, uh, excuse me, he said, uh, uh, just what is your nationality? I'm just curious. And uh, he says, oh, I, I'm an Eskimo. And uh, it's, it's, he was a, a bona fide Eskimo who had, who had come down years before with his family for some reason. They were involved in some kind of an ex, uh, Eskimo art exhibit down here in New York. And he liked New York so well that he stayed here. His whole family, now he's living up uh, on the 80s. He's an Eskimo. Now, <laughs> you won't find that much on the east side. Now, it's a, it's a kind of a, you know, it's... Oh, by the way, one more thing, too. I just got a call from somebody and asked me about it. Yes, uh, we will... Did I mention we're going to be in Philadelphia? Yeah, I'm going to be in Philadelphia. Noon, this Saturday. Noon, at Wanamaker's. So you be there with the things hanging out of your ears. And we're going to sign books, you know, the Ferrari. We'll be right there. So it's noon Saturday, Wanamaker's, Philadelphia, the home of the boo bird. And, uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> probably get a few practice boos there in Wanamaker's. Boo, boo! Shepard's going to be in Wanamaker's. Boo, boo! You know? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, uh, the, the boo bird in Philadelphia can boo without any reason or cause. It's just, a, you know, it just grows out of the soul. So... We've got about 10 or 12 minutes, and I, I think you, that you find uh, much more validity out of uh, talking about life of people when you actually talk to the people. Uh, I am a West Sider. Uh, I have chosen the West Side to live on, and I've lived up... up uh, I've, in fact, uh, my, uh, the West Side is constantly changing. That's something that has to be said about it, too. That I lived on a, a street on 6th Avenue, which is on the west side one time. And my neighborhood theater, Herb, on the west side, believe it or not, was uh, Radio City Music Hall. That was the name for me. <laughs> I was living on the west side. Well, this is life on the west side is like this. Uh, I had this, uh, I lived in an apartment, and it was, it was ripped off. By the way, uh, getting ripped off is a, is a, is a, a fact of life. Very few people who've lived in New York for any length of time can honestly say they have not been, in one way or another, ripped off. Do you agree with that? I mean, even if it's, uh, you know, somebody steals the back end off your car, uh, something's going to happen to you eventually. So I was, it happened three times in this apartment. You know, I kind of getting used to it. So, in fact, I was even laying stuff out for them to take and 
and uh, various things. So one day I was told that uh, just out of the blue, they says, uh, building's coming down. I says, what do you mean? I got a two-year lease. Building's coming down. And uh, yeah, and I, I walked out of the apartment, and five minutes later, these tremendous trucks pulled up, and the guy started to chop up the building. So <laughs> everybody in the building, they rushed up, they're getting their stuff out, they're moving out, and within a week, the entire building had disappeared, and it was a new building. It was only there about 10 years. The entire building is gone. They got a great big hole in the ground, and now that's where the Equitable Life Insurance Company is. You know that big building on Sixth Avenue. So life on the West Side can be exciting, and I would—it it really can. Your your buildings level just disappear out from under you. Now I would like to ask: Is there anybody listening tonight who lives in Chelsea? Anybody listening down in Chelsea? If you live in Chelsea, give us a call. Yeah, and, and while you're doing that, I want to talk to a guy living in Chelsea. I have my reason. If you're doing that, I'll, uh, while, you're, while we're waiting for a Chelsea call, I'll do a little spot here. Uh, by the way, this is the west side. Gramercy Park close of 64 West 23rd Street. That's the west side in New York. And they say, did you ever wear a polyester double-knit suit? By the way, they are great. Did you ever wear them, Herb? That's the only thing I'd wear now, and they're great. Anyway, uh, they, they have a great collection of polyester suits down at Gramercy Park. And, uh, and, I, and this is a scary line in their commercials. It always says, go through the big iron gate. I don't know whether they know that that's, under, under, that's, that's, uh, that's the uh, underworld description of the pen. Did you know that? Man, he walks through the big iron gate. <laughs> I don't know whether the, whoever writes this, maybe it's an in-joke, I don't know. <laughs> Probably an employee wrote it. But uh, nevertheless, uh, go to Gramercy Park. They're open seven days a week, 64 West 23rd Street <laughs> on the third floor. And they have these great polyester double-knit suits, and you you, you uh, save money doing it. Now, here, have we got a Chelsea uh, type? Where, uh, you, you, authentic, right? Authentic Chelsea. What number? Hey, 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 get her, get her. Which one? Uh, seven, that says. You're holding up seven. Uh, that's better. All right. <laughs> Learn how to count your fingers. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you live in Chelsea. Yeah, man. Where do you live? Listen, first of all, I want to tell you I think your show is so great that I sit here on uh, Monday and Tuesday nights at 10.15 and I make notes of everything you're saying and I've got about a couple of books worth. Good. You say you write for Steve Allen and you're supplying. <laughs> no, no, not really. I write for Are you waiting? Assessment. Uh, hello. Yeah, we're okay. Uh, you're in, you're in, in Chelsea, huh? Yeah. Where do you live? It's a wild town. Ain't it, though? Yeah. Where do you live on Chelsea? In the Chelsea Hotel. Oh, boy, that's the home of Clifford Irving. Well, yes, and then again, no. Not to give you an unequivocal answer. Actually, I was born in Joliet, Illinois, and that's why I'm so jolly. But now I'm known as the Pink Pussycat of Marshall Lee Parkway. Hey, listen, turn down your uh, turn down your uh, your radio because you're oh, getting the, yeah, you're saying? getting the feedback because of the radio there. I'm sorry about that. There, that's Wait. better. Now you live now. I meant to mention the Chelsea Hotel. A lot of people outside of New York probably wouldn't know what this is, but this is a curious cultural monument. You'll admit it's sort of a cultural monument in New York. Yes, and then again, no. I'll give you an unequivocal answer. I, you know, I like the way you sling those big words around yourself. It sends me. Well, yeah, but I want to talk about Chelsea. All right. And, uh, you know what's a very interesting landmark in Chelsea? What's that? The first night I ever came to New York City, I wound up at the McBurney Branch YMCA, which is right across the street. 
on the Chelsea. You know, you and I have a fantastic coincidence because that's exactly what happened to me. The first night I was in New York City, the very first night I was in the Army, and uh, I, I came in on a pass, and I'd never seen New York, and I was really, you know, fantastic scene. You know, that's what happened to me. And the I guy, came in New York on a pass from the Army, too. And did they send you to the Bernie Y? McBurney, yes, one? that's yes. what happened to me, well, and, and they, they were... didn't send me. I found it all by myself. <laughs> well, you you were sharper than me. I they they sent me from the USO, and I I wound up uh, came down to this uh, place. It's on Twenty Third Street, and so it's, it's one of the Y's that go back many many years, and uh, they were filled up. But the guy says you can sleep in the lobby. You know, the place I learned to swim was in a Y in Geneva, New York. It had a little postage stamp pool, <laughs> the size of a postage stamp. <laughs> But it was great because I learned to swim there. Yeah, well, I, I forgot how I've spent swim. some some uh, some times, particularly when I was in the army, uh, in the Y. But that, I remember the McBurney Y, which is on Twenty Third, not too far are from the Chelsea. The yes, we are. Wow, because I wasn't listening to my radio anymore. That's, that's fine. Fantastic. Well, listen. Yeah, I certainly appreciate you talking to me like that. Yeah, and I. I am such an admirer of yours, I can't begin to tell you, and I'm going to get a copy of your book, too. Thank you. And uh, hang loose and, uh, you know, uh, keep keep a low profile down there. It can get exciting around Chelsea well, sometimes. Actually, I'm really known as the pink pussycat of Mashaloo Park. I'll explain <laughs> that sometime. I'll write you a letter. Good. Good luck, man. Hang in. So that's a, that's a resident of Chelsea. It's a, it's a coincidence that he called from the Chelsea uh, Hotel. Uh, yeah. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Talk up. Talk up in the phone, will you? Yeah. Okay, you, G, I'm sorry. You're on 23rd Street between... No, 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 no. 23rd Street. Oh, 21st, yeah. Right, yeah, in between 10th and 9th Avenue. Yeah, I know where that area is. Yeah, but that's quite a place down there. Uh... <laughs> I I I I spend a lot of time going through there, and I live right right to south of there. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. I guess that you uh, know our uh, Tony is in this neighborhood. Oh well, you know I don't know him specifically, but uh, I know the area. And uh, how do you like living in Chelsea? That's what I wanted to well, ask it's you. Great, it's great, Gene. It really is. I mean, you know, like have to be on the ball, but uh, you know, I was brought up on the east side, and if I got a little older. You know, I got a little place here, you know. I made and, a little bit with a little writing, you know. And you dig it. And, uh, but I had to buy the whole building, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, there's... Right, thank you. Now there's another resident of Chelsea. He he bought the whole building. He lives. What what do we got here? We got another. Now I don't want to just talk to guys from Chelsea. Now I'm getting a lot of Chelsea people now. Yeah, hello. Yeah, hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi, man. Uh, you live in Chelsea. Yeah, I sure do. I live on Eighth Avenue, right around Twentieth Street. Oh yeah. Hey, that's a that's a live area. Uh, yeah, I just, I just moved in here. I, I just started going up to school here in New York. I, I haven't been in town. Well, oh, you're long. a newcomer. You mean you don't know much about Chelsea? Oh, no, I don't know much at all. Well, you're I'm gonna... learning a good deal from you, though. <laughs> you know, like, I've learned a lot on your show. Well, Chelsea, you know, Chelsea used to be one of the most elegant neighborhoods in New York. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And you know that all the way back at the time of the Civil War, it was kind of the area where the writing types hung around. Uh, there were a lot of elegant writing, uh, you know, artists and so on lived in that area. And uh, particularly around that area where you are, 20th and 8th. And uh, what? Uh, how do you like it so far? Where do you come from? 
Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a change. Oh, uh, boy. It, uh, to, from Atlanta to Chelsea, it's the cultural shock, right? That's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but you dig it. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting along okay. It takes a while to get used to it, but once you get uh, attuned to it, uh, you know, you know what the scene is. I'll tell you one thing about the Chelsea area. Uh, there's more, I would say possibly more uh, diversity in one single little area than any particular compressed part of New York. You can go all the way from the most elegant townhouses. You know, there's a lot of great townhouses in that area. Oh, yeah. I've had some buttes. Boy, I'll tell you. I mean, there's one guy who's a famous movie producer. I wonder how many people know this, uh, who owns a, a probably one of the most beautifully restored brownstone townhouses in the country, right? Uh, right? I would say within a half a block of where you are right now. Oh, yeah? Where is it? Well, <laughs> you may be having, uh, you want to sell a movie script or something. <laughs> he doesn't want it out, but it's fantastic. I'm an oh, you're studying architecture. Yeah. Boy, there's some wild uh, examples of uh, archaic architecture in that area. How about, the, how about the Chelsea Hotel itself? Have you seen oh, it? Oh, yeah. I saw that the other day. It's a real trip. Have you seen that uh, that Gothic uh, Salvation Army building there? Ah. Uh, Get over there on 23rd <laughs> Street. That that looks like something right out of uh, the second or third dynasty in Egypt. <laughs> it's fantastic. Okay, man. Good to talk to you. All right, thank you. Well, that was it, man, for tonight. That was, uh, new, you know, you, you fall into the jargon after a while, you know, you get talking to people. <laughs> and uh, that, was, that was, you know, the West Side story. And and you can't do much about uh, in in a uh, 45 minutes about such an unbelievably complex area. You know, you, I, we didn't even get a chance to touch on Riverside Drive, uh, that whole great area up in the hundreds. Uh, Riverside, Amsterdam, West End. Uh, all I have to say is that if you're coming to New York and you spend your time over on the East Side, you are truly, and I really mean it, you are truly missing New York. A flavor. By the way, Lincoln Center is on the west side, in case you're curious about some of our more elegant areas. Maybe that's where Lenny saw it. You know. <laughs> oh, this is WOR New York. You stay tuned for Lester Smith and the News.